You are listening to an exclusive on Pod Hub Network. Your city, your podcast. To the delight of this crowd, McClendon marches down the dugout steps with first base. McCutcheon's throw. The runner breaks to the plate. Here's the throw. Wow. It's out. The buck goes with You are listening to the North Shore 9 Podcast. Follow them on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Also, make sure to watch NS9 Live every Thursday on Twitch and help support by becoming a patron. Let's go, Bucks! Yo, yo, yo. Welcome to NS9 Live. I'm your host, Anthony DiNardo. With me, Tyler, Jim, Thursday night, no baseball game. How's it going? Excited to go to bed at a normal time. <laughs> you're about to pass out any minute here, so I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, it's, it's gonna all- be nice not. Uh, it's gonna be nice to not watch a nine nothing blowout at one a.m. tonight. That's good. Do you, do you actually watched it? I, I watched the entire <laughs> game. <laughs> what is wrong with you two? <laughs> a lot. Why? Well, I mean, give me one good reason why you would stay up and watch it. I wasn't tired. So what else was I going to watch? I guess literally anything. I felt bad because I fell asleep in the fourth inning the day before. So I had to make up for it. I caught approximately two innings each game. That's impressive. Well, actually, it's probably I mean, pretty much the game choice. was over. It's a good life choice on your part, to be honest. I mean, understand that you usually go to bed an hour before the game even starts. So six full innings, you know? Yeah, and it was a lot of, why am I even doing this? So I cannot imagine making it through nine innings every night. (laughs) Well, no, so like Wednesday, Wednesday I was like after, gosh, once once Cody Ponce uh, was coming into the game in the fifth inning, I was like, I think it's time to go to bed. Um, But yeah, yesterday I stayed stayed up through that whole nine-nothing affair. I, I could have stayed up through, but I wouldn't have been watching. Well, There's plenty on Netflix that could have kept my attention more. Yeah. So anyways, <laughs> <laughs> the, uh, the, the Dodgers series is not fun. Hell, every series so far has not been fun since the trade deadline. That's fair to say. We have a, we have a very important but series coming up. We do. We do. We also have a very important message to come up now, too. I'm going to finally remember... To, uh, to talk about it. So, <laughs> yes, the Pirates Charities Raffle, for everyone listening now, uh, this Sunday is actually happening. So we're just a few days away. But as we've mentioned before, if you haven't seen it on Twitter already, um, yes, the Pirates Charities, they have the uh, bag raffle this year. It's this Sunday. The game is a 2 o'clock game. So what we do is, obviously, again, the bags are $200. We understand not everyone can afford $200 to get one of these cool bags. So what we've done is we've entered, uh, we've began a raffle. For every ten dollars you donate towards it, you get a ticket. For every two hundred dollars we collect, we raffle off a bag. Last year we collected twenty two hundred dollars, gave away eleven total bags. Uh, so yeah, so this year we're trying to do the same thing, obviously. Uh, so check out our website northshore9.com. The uh, the links above for the NS9 charities raffle, and uh, click on it. There's our GoFundMe. Donate and have a chance to win a uh, a backpack. So. Actually, a cooler this year. It's a cooler bag because they're way cooler this year. Now, like cooler bag, year. cooler bag sounds pretty, you know, usable. I mean, everybody's got backpacks. Yeah, actually, my pirate one's hanging up right there. So. Yeah, I'm gonna say I, I kind of like the uh, I like the switch. Yep, I'm just gonna ignore the dad joke. Oh come on, <laughs> bring it, Tyler. Nope. We're Are you good. drinking a white claw? By the way. I guess we just don't listen before the show when I said I'm drinking a White Claw. Yeah, I don't listen to you. I don't listen to you during the show, before the show, after the show. (laughs) It's a very fair point. You do nothing, though, but make fun of us when we're drinking White Claws. So Yeah, it's what I do. Make fun of people. And then I do the exact same thing. You're a bully, man. What, what, What flavor are you doing, though? What flavor? I got the variety pack. So this one's a lemon. I got another lemon over here. I got a watermelon over here. 
I just gotcha. finished off all the tangerines. Wow, so you got quite a bit. You know where you could store those? Yeah. In a Pirate Charities cooler bag that you can go yeah. ahead and donate to this Sunday. So <laughs> get yourself a cooler bag so you can go ahead and donate and uh, put all your all your white claws in there, as I would. We got a question about the Pirate's Cherry sign. <laughs> <laughs> the sign? Uh-oh. like the, across the river there's that building and it's just got that billboard with like the moving lines on it it's like a it's like a screen and it's like a triangle you brought this up last you know year what I'm talking about? so so because you brought it up last year <laughs> i now know what you're talking about but yes go, go on yeah that thing annoys the hell out of me because i think it's supposed to be art <laughs> but i I don't like it. Like, I just want to see the skyline. I don't want to see the stupid little billboard with the lines on it. It's, it's supposed to be art. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sorry, Jim. I guess I don't really care that much. Uh, it does not bother me. That bothers me. What bothers me, me the, is the fact that I don't see baseballs sign. go towards that sign. That's what bothers me. We've seen what? Sure. What, what was the count? I forget. Is it like 35? 40, maybe? pretty low the uh the bucko blasts yeah that they do yeah i don't know what it is right now well considering yeah. nobody on the team other than brian reynolds can hit a homer you know you're gonna have you could have stopped the hit <laughs> that too yeah but anyways um i guess actually so before we start i mean we kind of talked about some pirates talk but i guess maybe before we talk more so i did something today Last week, of course, the Field of Dreams game happened, right? And something caught my eye, and I said, I am making that. I am for sure making that. I'm going to try that. I was going to do it last week, but I was lazy, and the couch felt comfortable. So I did it tonight. So for everyone that saw the apple pie hot dog that was on the Field of Dreams, right? Guy Fieri's recipe here, made by none other than myself. I made it tonight. And if you don't know what it's it is. Fieri, it's you dummy. What? His name is Fieri. Guy Fieri, you dummy. Whatever. I don't care. You uncultured swine. <laughs> I, look, I'm not uncultured. Look, look at this Guy cuisine. Fieri. Looks like and a then you just sprink, you, you just sprinkled <laughs> mustard on it. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, well, anyways, it's okay. So for people that don't know what it is, and if you're listening to the podcast, you can't see what I have here. So it's a it's apple pie crust. I mean, I guess it's just pie crust, not apple pie crust. It's pie crust. And then you put apple pie filling in it. You make a bacon jam, which oh, I was so good at. So good at doing this. It was perfect. Um, it was, this is my bacon reduction here. But anyways, so you make that. You put a hot dog in there. You put the other side of the apple pie crust on it. A little bit of cinnamon, a little bit of sugar. Right, put it in the oven for 20 minutes, take it out. You're supposed to make a apple pie mustard, but that's where I said I draw the line. Like I'll just get some mustard. So here it is. Now I do want to say it looks like you just pick it up and eat it. My crust isn't that sturdy, so I'm gonna take a fork and a knife to this. So I apologize, but I'm gonna eat this right now. I'll, I'll let you know how it's how it tastes. This is ridiculous. It's the least appetizing thing I've seen in a while. <laughs> What's the verdict? So, <clears throat> I know how much you hate Barstool, but I got to take more <laughs> one bite here. I'm sorry. I love just listening to the nerd it's, chew. Yeah, it's, it's, it's interesting. <laughs> this is just riveting, riveting content right here. Hey, I moved the mic. They can't hear me. At least I don't think so. So it's not bad. I guess it's 
it's taste. There's a lot of flavors. Um, so I would say this is definitely something where you have to you have to try this. As mentioned, no, you don't. No, I'm good. It's it's different. It's sweet. It's salty. I mean, the bacon in there, like it breaks up the sweetness. Um, it's one of those things where you, I think everyone needs to try it if you can, but I'm going to be honest. Like if I have a pack of hot dogs, just make me a hot dog going forward. I don't, I don't need the apple pie and the crust and the bacon and the cinnamon and the sugar. I'll take the mustard, but I'm, I'm good. (laughs) I, I can say I tried it. Cool. Now just give me a hot dog and a bun. Yeah, I just hope that you save some uh, of that bacon jam for the future and didn't waste it all on this stupid idea. I kind of just want to take the hot dog actually. out right now and just finish it by just eating the hot dog. Just eat the bacon jam because yeah. bacon jam is very good. The bacon, bacon jam would be good. Yeah, the rest of it, I don't know if I want the bacon jam and the apple pie and the hot dog. That's just a weird combo. I don't really want to do it. Kind of reminds me of like, you know, they they do those crispy cream burgers where it's like a cheeseburger in between two crispy cream donuts. That is very good. It's the most disgusting thing I've ever tasted. It is delicious. <laughs> it's so terrible. You are a psychopath. You're anybody who likes one of those things is a psychopath. It is awesome, especially when they get a little bacon on it. Oh, good bacon cheeseburger yeah. with like some a little bit of a spicy uh, mayonnaise disgusting. on a glazed donut. Ooh-wee. See, I never that'll had get you there. Oh, that'll yeah, get you there. So gross. You're lucky that you haven't had one. But I guess it's kind of the same thing. Like maybe something you try once, never have one, never have more than once. It's like Skyline oh, Chili. Yeah. Once you have Skyline Chili once, you'll never have it again. I don't think you yeah. need to have Skyline Chili once. I think I'm good. I never had it. I'm with you. No need. To I have don't it. want to have it. It looks disgusting. Why am I going to put that on my spaghetti? It's an insult to Italians like all three of us because we all have super <laughs> right. Italian names. Go figure. Jim tried it. <laughs> Well, I mean, we have them right here. Like, there's a Skyline Chili five minutes from my house. Sorry. I've never seen anybody in the parking lot. I don't know how it stays <laughs> open. I think it's just like a money laundering operation. Sounds legit. Okay. Well, there's All my right. verdict on the food here. We can we can move on, I guess, right? Please. Yeah. Yes, All let's right. do so. I'm good. I ca- I'm hungry. I want that hot dog, though. The hot dog was tasty. <laughs> Then eat the damn hot dog and shut the hell up. All right, let's go. So, all right, let's talk about the Pirates here. So the Pirates obviously lost a lot of games. Um, I mean, do we really even have to talk about this last actual game that happened where they lost nine to nothing and just looked terrible? I guess we could talk about JT Brubaker, right? Yeah, I think that's really the only thing to touch on. And, you know, I mentioned it during the game, but there's just something off. I, I don't know if he's just tired or what it is. He just is not the same pitcher he was the first few months. All right. Bye, Tyler. (laughs) (laughs) The the best part is if if, you're watching the stream right now, (laughs) Jim just has no head. He's got a couple of shoulders, (laughs) no head. (laughs) Now I'm seeing it. It just came came up in real time. Yes. This might be your best look. (laughs) That's true. Makes me look thinner. (laughs) <laughs> just two, just two you've shaved your you shaved your beard for book of mike right now yeah yeah you can't even see my beard but um <laughs> now i've lost my train of thought no if i'm the pirates i think i just <laughs> i just shut them down i shut them down the rest of the year like i don't think there's anything to be gained with throwing him out there every five days like they they're doing maybe even like a move to the bullpen to just like give him like an inning or two at a time but like i i don't know how comfortable i am letting him just trotting out, just, just like keep pushing him out there and just having him get shelled just over and over again. Well, I'm with you because I have, I mean, I've had concerns about JT Brubaker. My concerns have been the fact that he hasn't pitched for how many years and he's pitching a full season right now. And is he wearing down or such? But like, with that being said, he hasn't lost velocity. He, it's pretty much like his release point is is the same. Like it's not as if he's all over the place now. 
Like he's still pretty much consistent where he was. His spin rates are still consistent. Like I think today is for the most part where it was at the beginning of the year. So like my theory of JT Brubaker's just breaking down fatigue, all this, like there's nothing to really prove that that's the truth. So I'm with you, man. Like, so some of the things that you look at is his slider. It's funny. They talked about the broadcast last night. Like his slider is really good. Slider is really good. 41% whiff rate. But here's the problem. His slider is also really bad because people tee off on it. So, you know, like you're talking about, like, I kind of agree here, but it's just like, he just doesn't seem like if he's locating his stuff. And I don't know like what it is with him, but he's just not, he's not that guy anymore. No, and, and I mean, he's making you even question, you know, before you were like, okay, this this is someone who could could be maybe a competent back-end starter, right? Mm-hmm. Um, he's making you question that now. Like, is is that what he's actually capable of doing or or is he really just a relief pitcher? Because right. right now he's looking more like a reliever. I, I actually kind of want to see him back. I mean, because that's when he first came up, right? And he looks so nasty. They, mm-hmm. they were bringing him in in relief. Let him let him do that again. You know, that's 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 what I would do right now. And I know it's kind of hard because you still need to have pitchers start games, and like you just you need somebody. And there's not a lot of arms out there who are able to do it on this on this roster, and even in this organization. But I, I think I mean, Yohore made a rehab start tonight. You know, so maybe he's ready to to come back and see what he has but i i don't know if just trotting brew baker out there every five games is the right move anymore i don't see what it's accomplishing right now you know i I mean that's just the thing it's he's not proving that he's a good pitcher like he doesn't he's not proving that he belongs in that rotation like he is just having mad struggles right now and i'm just i'm kind of with you there i mean part of the thing is I think a lot of us Tyler's finally back. There I think we, we were really thinking that JT Brubaker was a reliever for the most part, like heading into this season, right? <clears throat> but he had a fantastic start. And it's like, okay, maybe our doubts put him aside. He's he's a starting pitcher. Um, I don't know if the answer is he is a reliever. I don't know if the answer is he's still a starting pitcher, but I, at least I think at this point. I'm absolutely with you. Like he just needs to go probably to the bullpen or do something where like he starts maybe, but it's like very, very almost like a piggyback type of situation with him or something, because I don't think you're gaining anything from having JT Brubaker go out there every five days to air quotes start for you for however long that is, because he's just giving up home run after home run after home run just does not look good. And there's again, there's like, there's no benefit to this at all. So I kind of I do agree with you guys that something has to be done this year, especially probably put him in the bullpen or shut him down. But like Jim said, you have to find a way to get some innings eight right now. Um, but I do still slightly believe in him as a starting pitcher. Just I mean the K numbers are there. He doesn't walk many guys. It's not like he gets worse as he goes through the order. It's just he gives up too many long balls. Is that going to be fixed by going to the bullpen suddenly? Probably not. Right now, it's uh, Ryan Alexander, location, location, location. (laughs) (laughs) He's not paying for the ad space on this show. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, and I guess that makes sense. I mean, does the command maybe get better if you say, hey, just go in the bullpen and just give max effort for two innings, you know? Maybe it does. Maybe it allows him to focus more on like each specific individual pitch as opposed to thinking, hey, I need to I need to go out here and throw five or six innings. Uh, I, I'm not sure. I, I That's where I'm at right now. I'm at the point where I would I would move into the bullpen for the rest of the year. Maybe not completely shut him down, like I said last night, but move him to the bullpen, get him just in a little bit more like less pressure situations, because right now. He's just he's, he just doesn't have it. Doesn't have it. He, he's not a major league starting pitcher, and he hasn't shown that he's a major league starting pitcher for two months basically now. Right. And I'm with Tyler too. Like when I say this, it's 
it's all for this year. I'm more than willing to go ahead and when 2022 season starts that he's going to be in my rotation. Like I'm still planning on that for next year, even if I want to put him in the bullpen right now, because I do agree too. like, there's still a lot of things that you like from JT Brubaker, not to say he's like an ace, you know, like what he was doing in the beginning of the year. I didn't believe to that degree, which is probably why when I was participating in my fantasy league, I was trying to trade him off at that point in time. But <laughs> for all those that got any trade proposals, um, you know, I didn't fully believe in that, but there were still a lot of things I liked out of him. And he made me into a believer that he is maybe a starting pitcher, not just a bullpen arm. So going into next year, I'm fully willing to go ahead and give him back that rotation spot. But I'm at the same point like with you guys right now, there's no benefit of having him in the rotation. I wouldn't be opposed of a full shutdown, but that that would be more if I felt that there was like real issues about the arm, right? The fatigue, stuff like that. And so far, like what I'm seeing, there's no real evidence of it unless internally they see it. And it, clearly they don't because they're still allowing the pitch, right? Every five days for all these innings. So to me, that tells me they don't have any of those fears. So if they don't have those fears, then, you know, I think keep them active still. The bullpen's the uh, the answer. Yeah, I just don't think you can strike out that many guys and be a bad pitcher. It's not like he's walking a bunch as well. There's something there. It's just he's just giving up that long ball, and he, when he gets hit, he's getting hit hard. But it's not like Mitch Keller where it was like, oh, boy. Or it's like, oh, boy. <laughs> I'll say it kind of <laughs> is right now. Like, like the past two months, he's been like Mitch Keller, which is not a good thing. I don't know. I don't think it's the same. It is, but in a different way. The results are the same, but they yeah. go about it in different in different ways. I would say he's given. I mean, he's given up twenty runs in his last three starts. Right, but he's throwing strikes though too. Like, like that's, that's who cares? Well, that's what <laughs> I'm cares? saying. I mean, the results like, are the you, same, but they do go about <laughs> in different ways. Yeah, where Mitch is just afraid. He's attacking. Yeah. He just he gets hit out. <laughs> And Brubaker's, I mean, he's out there just trying to eat innings when he does not have it. He clearly doesn't have it. You're right. I was going to make an Anthony Alford joke, but I decided against it. Yeah, but I mean, you look at it in the month of June, month of June, uh, no, I'm sorry, month of July, five starts, 6.57 earned run average. He gave up eight home runs in July. He's given up seven home runs in three starts now in August with a 12.86 earned run average. It's just, yeah, I, I don't know. I just, I, I, I wouldn't, you, you got to do something with him. He hasn't had a, he hasn't the looked at they, they have a lot of guys they got to do something with and they have nobody to fill those spots. That's, that's the issue. Yeah. Well, I mean, Dylan Peters, they just called up. So I guess, you know, you let him start some games at this point. Like, who cares? Like, we just need people to start games. I said, hopefully, your hurry is back soon. Brawl just came back. Yeah. Yeah. Hurry. I was going to say, two yeah. Peters. Uh, I'm not a believer in him. Like, you want to talk about a long ball? No. He's, he no, had such a long ball not. issue in, in AAA, <laughs> but he did look, he did look decent in his first start. Like, there was no reason to just like hate it. So, and there's really no, like, there's no need. We just need healthy arms to get through. You know, this is, again, like the whole Cahill situation, right? You just need a guy to throw arms. It's not as if they're trying to go out there and and win the 28th spot in the MLB. You know what I mean? Like, yay, 28th place. Who cares right now? You're just trying to finish the season. So, right. Yeah, I mean, that's all it is. You just need to find bodies right now and arms who can eat innings. There are... There's what, is Shelby like Miller 40? still a thing? Yeah, Shelby Miller got the safe yeah, tonight, I think, yeah. in Indy. Or he finished it or something. They but. did just release somebody, though. They released Steven, Steven, Steven Wright. Wright. They just yeah. released today. So I'm, oh, He's a knuckleballer. No. He could have. I've been yeah. waiting could've all year bunch. for Steven Wright. <laughs> <laughs> I swear to God, I have. I've been wanting to see the knuckleball. Yeah, too bad. Sucks. Somebody. I'll pass. But no, I mean, so there, there are people down there where like once Dylan Peters has ran his course, right? You can DFA Peters, call up someone else. Like, yeah, right now you see, you just need to get through these last six weeks of the season. 
<laughs> churn them and burn them, boys. All right. So should we go from one non-quality pitcher to the next? So let's 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 talk about Mitch Keller too. <laughs> I think yeah, it's going to be yeah. the same dialogue here. But Tyler, I mean, you can take the floor on this. So actually, this is a Jim idea, kind of, because I think Jim has brought up multiple times about putting him in the bullpen. And finally, you guys talking in our group chat about Corbin Burns and just the unreal season he's having. I just happened to peek at his fan grass page. And I was like, damn, he is really good this year. And then you look back, reliever for what, two years? And Jim yeah. brought up a great point that th- that's kind of the method of Milwaukee's badness is a lot of these young prospects come up and throw out of the bullpen. And at this point, I don't think it'd be the worst thing in the world to put Keller in the bullpen. At first, I thought we need to keep starting him, let him figure it out. But now it's almost at a point where maybe the every fifth day is going to hurt him because if he goes out and throws like shit, he's got to wait five days. And That's true. When you, ha- when you yeah. have what everyone expects to be, I guess, confidence issues, let's put it that way. It probably wouldn't hurt to have to be forced to put it behind you and go out there in two days and go eat two innings. Right. And like, as much as we, I mean, as much as we want Keller to be a, you know, a number two starting pitcher, which is what we kind of thought he was coming through the minors. Maybe he just isn't that, you know, that's, that's another thing. Like you look at, you know, one really successful reliever in the pirates bullpen, right? You Chris Stratton, Chris Stratton kind of followed that same arc was a top prospect first round pick reached the majors couldn't start. Now look at him. He's pretty good relief pitcher. So maybe that's, you know, I mean, maybe that's who he is. I mean, you see it all the time. Yeah. Where you get, yeah, you see these guys come up and they struggle and then they end up turning into really good relievers. Right. Um, so, So who knows, maybe that is Keller's path, but then there's, also those guys who they come up, they struggle, they go in the bullpen and they come back as a starting pitcher. So I, I, I think the move to the bullpen. Yeah. I, th- I think the move to the bullpen right now is the, the move. Like it's same thing as, but as I said the, the thing that sucks about this situation for the pirates in particular is they, they need innings. So right. you almost like, even though like putting these guys out every fifth day might not be what's best for them developmental wise. Like they, they need people to just pitch at least eight innings, you know, when they're on the road, nine innings when they're at home. So, <laughs> you know, where are these going to come from? <laughs> where are these going to come from? So, but the so thing is, pain, like, <laughs> the thing is, like, all their starters are going four innings. Yeah. So Mitch Keller's going to go get two to three innings every probably third day anyhow. Yeah. I mean, like mm. Dwayne Underwood. Dwayne Underwood pitches two innings every other day. Right. <laughs> Well, yeah, the alternate. It's so. Underwood and Stratton. It's <laughs> yeah. Throw his bullpen days out, and he's just gonna do it in real life. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I think, as I said, from a developmental standpoint, that's where I would love to see them put Keller for the rest of this year. Is hey, don't worry about pitching six innings today. Just go out there, give it your all for eight batters, and call it a day. You know. Um, that's what, that's where I think they should go. But again, if you do that, then you need to find another person to start. Their starters are only going eight batters. Mm-hmm. That too. I mean, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's taking 95 pitches, but they are going yeah. eight batters. So like I, I'm on board with this, you know, like JT Brubaker and Keller, I think are different reasons we're doing it. Like, like Keller, you expect more from Keller than Brubaker, you know, like you really want to see Keller has the stuff, or at least he did at one point to be a number two starter, right? Where Brubaker was kind of like this success story and maybe he could be, you know, a guy in the rotation. Um, but like with Keller to him, go into the bullpen. You know, the reason I do like that as well is, is the fact that, right. Like you don't, there's no thinking involved. It's not as if tomorrow I start and that's on your mind when you go to bed, right? When you put your Superman pajamas on, and then you wake up in the morning and you do your, like your pregame and you're, you're all nervous because you know you're going to get the start today. And what am I going to give up? And who's going to yell at me? And who's going to hate me? You know, like every day you're just sitting in the bullpen 
There's no expectations. There's no thinking. So you just get called upon, right? And that's it. And now you just go in there and all you have is your best stuff, max effort. Go attack him, right? You're giving your best. He's giving the best and that's it. Maybe that's what he needs. Here's the other thing too. I don't know if it is. I don't know if it's going to work. But all I do know is everything so far has not. You know what I mean? Like we've done, well, not we, you know, but they, they've done so much right now for so many different years. What do you have to lose? You know, like, so just try this, try this now. See if this works. If it doesn't work, you have a whole offseason that I guess tinker with something else and pray. But I don't think it's it's a bad, you know, situation at all for him. But like you said, yep. we are taking literally everyone from the rotation and putting them in the bullpen now. So, right. so, so I, who's going to yeah. pitch? Like who's I, actually I, in the starting rotation? So, so maybe Ralston JT Brubaker is that sacrificial it. lamb. Maybe he stays in the rotation yeah. for the for the betterment of of Keller. I oh, get that, God. but like, there's just pick up a couple guys off waivers. Call it a day. There, our starters are going four innings anyhow. Drop two guys out of the bullpen that don't deserve to be on any major league roster and let's get the two pieces that might actually be part of something. Hopefully, probably not, but maybe let's give them at least a chance. Let's not make them our sacrificial lamps. Yep. Just to save save Dylan Peters and Dwayne Underwood. Call up, call up Peters, call up. I mean, your hurries again, he's pitching in triple A right now today. So your hurry comes up and, and you got Shelby Miller. Like just blow out the you know Miller's and Peter's arms and you're okay you're fine. It's not like they're signing with anyone next has, year either. They're not good. <laughs> has Shelby Miller even started a game though for Indy? I don't one. think he started one. Was it? But, yeah. So I don't like know if he went though or possibly. Well, I just no, looked at the stat line earlier. I was like, how's he only thrown eight innings? <laughs> so so you yeah call up somebody who's thrown eight innings on the year. But who cares? Yeah, right. Who cares? Or just find someone on the waiver wire that's thrown in AAA and call it a day. No, just someone that throws strikes, and we'll figure it out from there. They don't even throw strikes. They just have to have an arm. It was one start for one inning. How do you throw throw strikes? Four innings. You're bound to get outs if you throw strikes eventually. Yeah, Brubaker doesn't. (laughs) He does. It just takes a while. Eventually. These last few weeks of the year are just going to be so painful to watch. Like, this team is so bad. This This, team is an absolute joke. And I'm starting to hear people talk about next year being possibly just as bad. And I just want no part of any of that talk. We've talked about it so many times that it can't be. Like, eventually, for Key Brian Hayes and Brian Reynolds, that's going to, like, kill these guys to be on a team that bad three years in a row. I know the Astros were awful for three years, but they didn't have a key Brian Hayes or a Brian Reynolds. They were they bad because they were waiting for their Brian Hayes and Reynolds to come up. Yeah. They had Altuve who wasn't good then. He was fine. Oh yeah. He had an empty batting average. He, was he awesome. wasn't. Uh, look at him in those years. He wasn't that good. He, the power. Once the power came, it was not right? there then. <laughs> Because he That's was five he four, good. Because he is five four. Yeah, his first three yeah, years, that power didn't come for a while. War one point nine point five war. So yeah, he then he turned it on to a five war player. He was like yeah. there at that point. He was like Adam Frazier. Hey now, right. Adam can hit. Just not so in San Diego. Not in San Diego. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I keep hearing like next year's might be just. It cannot be just as bad. They no, can't. You're right. You cannot do that. You have too many guys that are too close to the majors to waste another year. Also, the Cubs are going to probably lose like 120 games next year. So we're bound to win a few off of them. I just, again, like we, I think we have hit on this and it just, mm-hmm. you just can't, you just can't. You've already bottomed out. You can't just sit there. You know, it's time to move forward. It's time to regress. Part of like what Jim said, the Cubs are terrible. This whole division's not that good. Even when we look at the good teams, are they good because they're really that good, or are they just good because they're beating up on all these terrible teams in the NL Central? 
You know, like, are the Brewers really that much better than all the other playoff teams? I don't think. No. You know? And are they going to continue that pace? I mean, they, they fleeced and got Adamus right now. So that's not too good, <laughs> you know, for the outlook of the Pirates in the future. But, like, the. I don't think they're they're not like the old Cardinals. It's not like it was like the Cardinals were just head over heels dominant. You know, when the Pirates came up, it was a neck to neck with them and Cincinnati. Like that division was tough when the Pirates were with the, with the Cubs like banging on the door because you right? knew what was coming. Right, like that division was tough, almost top to bottom, the entire time. And you have a real Truth. option right now where this division is terrible, so you need to jump and capitalize on it. Yeah, the Pirates need to be almost like that early phase Cubs where they had the guys coming. They already have Rizzo there. The Cubs got extremely lucky, and no pitcher ever got hurt for them that year. But they mm. got to be something like that. Like, show a little bit. Go get your Arietta now. That'd be great, but just go get somebody that can eat some innings so, I'd, so we don't have to do this. You can't. You just can't. It's it's going to be yeah. honestly. It's unacceptable if the team is this bad again next year. There's no reason for it. You have to improve. There's a good chance they're they're locking up. I think they're locking up a top three pick. Like I don't think we're in the top five realm. It's it's a top three. It could be the number one overall pick. They Diamond will not backs. win ten more games the rest Diamond of this year. Well, I don't uh, think Diamondbacks won today. <laughs> The Pirates will not win ten more games the rest of this year. They might not. Like you're, you're right. They've never won more than ten games in a month, and they've won three. They've won two this month. <laughs> three since the deadline, because that was technically the last day of July, right? They've won two games this month. It's now the nineteenth. It's it's not they're like not. as if you saying they're not going to win ten more games this year. It's just a terrible take. They've won two in twenty get in nineteen days. Yeah, I I talked about not wanting to tank, and I hate tanking. But at this point, it is what it is. <laughs> We're almost done. Let's just get to the finish line. Yeah, the Orioles are so tough, though. <laughs> Fifteen losses in a row for the Orioles. My it's God. A battle to the. There's so much bad baseball going on right now. It's it's insane. And and I think that kind of I mean, does that bridge us to our next topic? Yep. Let's go ahead and do that. I mean, there is so much bad baseball, right? You just hit the nail on the head. You've got the Orioles. The Orioles are 38 and 82. 38 and 82. Think about that. Diamondback for 41 and 81. They're 40 games under 500. The Pirates were 42 and 79. The Rangers were 42 and 79. There's just teams out there who are just they they don't they're not even pretending to try to win baseball games. Um and so that kind of brings up there was a lot of a lot of hoopla yesterday. Um I guess there was a it was leaked out that Major League Baseball um offered a salary floor and a uh, lower luxury tax threshold. So salary floor of $100 million, luxury tax threshold of $180 million. Um, you can go over the luxury tax threshold, but then you're paying luxury taxes, right? And it seems like the, what they were saying is, yeah, those taxes go to help fund the payrolls of the the, like the smaller teams. Is that, is that, is that did I read that right? <laughs> like they can't afford Four hundred million. Yeah. Like. Okay. <laughs> um. That's it's kind of stupid. They should. Truthfully, they should go fund the minor leaguers, but that's a argument for another day. So, I mean, go. Who, who wants to start off? Like, what thoughts on this? I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. Absolutely hate it. It's a slap in the face. Because here, here's my whole issue with it. So a lot of people, I'm not gonna say a lot, but some of the things I saw on on Twitter and such, people were discussing was this is good. This is good because in theory, and, and here's the part I understand. You know what? I didn't do the true, I didn't do the math on this. I guess I'm using these numbers based on some that are given to me, but it looks about right. 
there's a lot of teams that have under $100 million this year. Actually, in my head right now, that math doesn't, doesn't seem right based on the numbers I know that are out there. How many millions of dollars are under? This is an Ethan question. I could probably look it up pretty quick here, but the fact that there's less amount over the 180 threshold, right, on larger clubs, but there's more mm-hmm. under the 100, that means that there has to be more money spent, so therefore it's good for the players. They should jump all over this. Players should jump at this because the small market teams, right, the guys that are tanking, as you mentioned, like they're forced to spend $100 million. They're forcing teams to spend. More money will be spent. Therefore, it's good for the players. My only way I can look at this, and especially if I'm a player, if you're telling me that these small market teams, right, these other teams right now that aren't being able to, I shouldn't be able to, that aren't paying $100 million right now, you're telling me they can. You're telling me that they can make up this $200 million extra you know, dollars towards MLB and now pay $100 million. If you're telling me that they can do this and they haven't been, but at the same time, you're telling me the teams who do have all the money now have an out of paying even less money, right? The Yankees now, because they, how long have they been playing this game about the luxury tax, right? They don't want to go over. The Red Sox don't want to yeah. go over. The, the whole reason Red they Sox, traded yeah. Mookie Betts was because they didn't want to go over the luxury tax. You traded Mookie Betts yeah. because of finances. Cubs, I mean, they just dismantled their team because they didn't want to pay anybody. The Cubs might be in that situation next year where they're forced to pay and have $100 million. Like, that's the situation. If this were out there, the Cubs might have to do it because they're forced to. I don't know if the Cubs want to have a $100 million payroll next year. Or the year to after. be fair, they just rebuilt Wrigleyville. So they have, they have a mortgage. I, <laughs> I, I get that. <laughs> they, they have some real estate around that they bought up. I, I get that. You know, they're an investment firm and not so much a baseball team anymore. <laughs> but if you're telling me all of a sudden the small market teams can now fork over millions upon millions of dollars, well, I sure as hell know the large market teams can. But you're telling, like, now that they can only do 180 million, you damn well know they're doing 180 million. There's no damn way Steinbrenner's paying 25% tax over 100 million, 180 million dollars. He is going to run that team at 180 million dollars year in, year out. The Red Sox, same thing, right? The Cubs, same thing. The only team that won't is the Dodgers, who have shown that they don't care, but they generate so much money. So if you're telling me that the small market teams can now come up and cough up 200 million dollars, then I damn well know you guys have been screwing me over for years. And you owners and this baseball organizations are making so much more money than even I thought I anticipated you guys were making. Because I know if you guys can get that, the Red Sox, the Yankees, they can easily have a $400 million payroll. I need that money. This is a slap to the face in me. Because you, you're literally, you played your hand. You are telling me that there's way more money out there. So if you want to have an actual cap, open up the books. Let's have a sal- let's have a salary cap. Let's have a real salary cap, not this fake ass stuff where you want to make save face and okay, we're MOB. We're gonna leak this stuff out there to try to you know go into this again, right? Go into the CBA. It's all calculated. Mm-hmm. I'm so sick of MLB, right? So they can look like, hey guys, we tried. You guys want a cap? We tried. The players they're so greedy they don't want to take it. Now we're locked out. You played yourself. You are telling me there's this much money out there. So let's make it happen. I'm gonna, I want to give you that like Joe Biden video that like, for the economy creates jobs. <laughs> that's such a that's such a clutch <laughs> clip. <laughs> and I get everything. I do get everything you're saying, and I understand that it it's not great for players. It's never going to happen. This proposal got leaked because the fact that it got leaked this quickly tells you everything you need to know. It's not going to happen. But I don't give a shit. Give me a, whatever you got to do to make the Pirates more competitive, and I'll take I don't care if Bob Nutting gets rich. I don't care. I'm a sports fan. I want my team to be good. I don't care. That's where I fall in all this. I do not care. Give screws the players over, makes the owners rich. Don't care. I'm a sports fan. I just want my team to be good. All right. Time to kick Tyler off the show again. 
I do not care. I just want the Pirates to be good. I've had three winning seasons, four winning seasons in my life. I'm tired of losing. Don't care. Owners get rich. Suck it up. Oh, well. Don't care. Find me a way to make the Pirates better. I'll take it. Jim. Can we get some sense you know on this? Kinda, show? <laughs> no, you know what's kind of crazy is I hate there's not a group of people I hate more than major league baseball owners. But screw it. I'm with Tyler. <laughs> like, I don't care if Bob Nutting makes money. I want the pirates to be good. <laughs> and if spending an additional $50 million every year means we can have a better chance of being good, then I don't care. Give Bob Nutting all the money that he wants. If he can actually put a team, if it for if it if it means like within the rules, the Pirates need to put a team together with a hundred million dollar payroll. I don't care if it makes them more money or not. I do not care. I don't care. I don't, don't care. care. I don't, I can't don't stress care. it enough. I do not care. I'm sorry, players. I know you're getting screwed over in the but grand scheme. Why of things. can't two things but, be true? Like, so why? And, and, and I'm sorry. And I'm, oh, yeah. This isn't me trying to defend. But why does Bob Nutting have to fork over more money and George Steinbrenner now has an out and is now allowed to pocket even more money? I don't care. Find a way to make it don't work. Care. So well, that, that's that the thing. You happen. just said find a way to make it work. This ain't it. This doesn't okay, work. Okay, well then find the way. This and doesn't don't care. work. Find a way to make there the pirates more competitive. If you actually want a cap, there's a way. That's not going to work either. There. There's still going to be a cap. Well, that's what I'm and saying. And they're still going to get rich. So you either do it or you don't. But this, this, the NBA does stuff, it. They have a cap, uh, no, luxury tax. I'm cool with that. I am cool. With, but the thing is, the difference is the NBA, they, they have true revenue sharing. That's where the problem is. Then throw that MLB's, in there. I don't care. MLB's process, their thought of this is their, their situation of having a revenue sharing is. Well, when the teams go over the 180 million, then we'll go ahead and redistribute it. Like that's their, their that's that's what the tone that the players. Oh well, that's there's no problem. There'll be money. There, there's there's all kind of money. All the teams that go over 180, we're going to head and redistribute growth. No, what you're actually doing is now just telling the teams to only spend 180. That's what you're doing because there's no actual revenue sharing. So I do not know that for sure because I didn't read the CBA. But the Pirates are going to spend 100 million. They're going to do whatever it takes 100 million and stop. They're not going to do it for the betterment. Like they're going to be forced to do 100 million. The difference if there's true revenue sharing, the Pirates will have an opportunity now to spend 150, 170, 180. Because the, everyone, so that the money is out there and it's all around. The Pirates are going to do whatever they have to do to just get 100 million like next year. Think about next year. I mean, it actually could be competitive the way they're set, but they're going to spend 100 million dollars and stop. Because that's all they're going to do. Because it's, it's supposedly tight right now. So it's going to be tighter when you get $100 million. Yeah, they'll help out some players. But then there's Steinbrenner who's just like, well, there's $40 million more million in my pocket. That's going nowhere. That could have been you. Do not care. I care. I care. Because, again, you, you just told me everything I needed to know, MLB. So you either yeah, have the cap or you don't. But I'm, I've said this for. A while now, I would be completely okay if it's true revenue sharing. There wasn't a hard a hard cap. If it was a, like a luxury tax, if you want to go over it, you can. I'm perfectly okay with that. There would be the tax you're able to go over, but to have true revenue sharing, obviously there's going to be the floor, which the floor needs to be way higher than 100 million dollars. The fun part would be when the Pirates take on Eric Hosmer's contract to get to the 100 million. And what's that going to do? Nothing. Give us another prospect because we just took all your money. But you're still tanking. You see what I mean? Like, I, I it will help the larger markets relieve their contracts for them to continue to be no, better. Because then they won't be spending as much. No, they will because they'll so, be able to purge. Not the the pods will be able to purge. It. Just be like piss off, and now they can reinvest it into the the other guy. No, that's, that's how I see this just, happening teams, too. Small market teams could just say, no, screw you. You've got to keep that guy. Yeah. Pay your taxes, bitch. <laughs> no, but to Tyler and I's point, I think, I think at the end of the day, like we, I, 
at the end of the day, I don't care if the owners get rich. I want to see competitive baseball, however they get to that point. I think the best way to get to that point is how you were saying, Donardo, full-on revenue sharing, maybe raise that cap a little bit more, like the, that, that, uh, the, the floor, like maybe raise the floor to 140 with full-on revenue sharing and then have a soft cap somewhere right around 190, 200, somewhere in that area. Mm-hmm. I think that's probably very realistic i think they could do that if they wanted to i just don't think that's what the owners want to do because half the owners don't want to share all their money right they they, the owners in the top half of the league don't want to share their money with the lower half of the league they just said they want more money (laughs) they're not satisfied we want it lowered to 180 now yeah so i mean that's that's just what it's going to come down to ideally i think in a perfect world that's what we want I just don't, I don't know if it's ever going to get there because here's the deal. The owners don't want it, right? We we clearly, the owners don't want to share their money. The players don't want a salary cap system. Neither side wants it. If neither side wants it, it's not going to happen. She's back to my original point that it's not going to happen, but I do not care if I'm being a way to make the Pirates more competitive so that if they screw up like signing a Jason Hayward to a mega deal, they can't just be like, eh, we screwed that one up. Next. I just, to to what you're saying, though, make them more competitive. Is $100 million really making that more competitive? If the other teams are only spending 180, yes. But when the Pirates yeah, were competitive, I mean, they're the, at the Pirates $100 million. Out there, If the Pirates went out there and, and like had a $100 million payroll next year, they they would be a decent team. Okay. They would be better. I just, it would I don't greatly know. improve the on-field product. I, I just, I, I look at this more. I, I could be wrong, but I look at this more as, as like what Tyler said. I look at this as redistributing the bad contracts. Like the small market teams have to get to hundred million. So I'll take your Hosmer. I'll take your Hayward. I'll take your whatever. Give me some prospects. Now I'm at the hundred million dollars. I can help this rebuild. And the then the larger markets are saying, good. Now I got the contract off. You know, it's it's the Red Sox and Dodgers. <laughs> yeah, and the, then the Red Sox comes needs in. to purge all these contracts. The Dodgers took them. Or the Pirates can just say, hey, you know what? We need a first baseman for a year. We're going to offer this guy $20 million, and no one else is going to be able to offer him that because we got to spend it anyways. And then you've got a half-decent first baseman that you weren't going to get otherwise. Or I mean, they, I, get I, Eric, yeah, they get Eric Cosmer, and he rakes, and then they flip him at the deadline and get more prospects. Or he sucks, like he like he's been sucking. But again, yeah, like the, the I mean, thing I, I'm getting I, at, I think it's it can be both ways. So it, it, you're saying this, but if 100 million is the floor, like can the Pirates afford 150? I don't know. I don't care. Just find a way to make my team competitive. I want to be able to watch baseball, Donardo. They're not having Without- true true revenue sharing. So they're going to do what they can do. There's still it's still going to be cycles. Like I don't look at this and see that this is going to help a team like the Pirates maintain. They're not going to be able to lock up their players still because it's going to take more than 100 million dollars. So they're still going to go through so cycles like- and the cycles are going to be let me take your bad players so I can speed up this next cycle on getting these prospects. So I feel like we're all on the same page here where this right. whole yeah, thing is sense. not great, but <laughs> we're just going about it different ways. Where we all agree that something needs to be done, it won't be done, and we're just arguing about something that's not going to be done. Okay, I can live with that. <laughs> we can move on. It's we all agree yeah. this is terrible. I don't know about terrible. I, I think what I get. I, I think it's better than what there is now, but it's it's far from ideal. I don't even. Well, there's pros and cons. There are technically speaking, there's more money to the players, but. The only Maybe. winners in this are the large market teams. That's that's the clear winners and the, in this. And the fans of small market teams who don't have to sit and watch still a $35 million payroll. The big loser are race fans that'll probably have a team located somewhere else because they can't afford a $100 million payroll. You know, <laughs> you know what's funny about this whole thing? I thought about it too. Like, <laughs> the Rays being forced to spend $100 million, like watch them be worse now. <laughs> you know, like we don't know how to run sure. a team with all this money. 
Like, what do we do? This is not our MO. Now we have to spend money. These guys aren't that good. Like, it's going to, like, it's, I don't know. Yeah. I, I, I don't think it's happening anyway. So, yeah, I don't know, know how much it's worth talking about. The owners don't want it. The players don't want it. If neither side wants it, it's not happening. The only it's people who want it are fans of small market teams. That's not who Major League Baseball caters to typically. Yeah. As the 120 loss Cubs will be in the Phil of Dreams game next year. Playing the- Guess what? Grows the economy. Creates jobs. We got to get that a drop now. <laughs> I'm going to get the video. It's going to be on the screen. All right. So I guess let's move on from the salary cap-ish talks. Jim had something you want to bring up. Um, near and oh. dear to your heart. Yeah. I mean, I don't know how many people out there, even if you don't do it now, but like most of us probably like collected baseball cards as a kid. Right. So news came out today that, uh, that tops is losing their license to, uh, to produce baseball cards in, uh, 2020 after 2025. And that's, I mean, it's a big deal. Tops has had tops has produced baseball cards under the tops brand since 1952. Um, it's been 70 years now. I mean, it's, I mean, you can say that tops is, I mean, it's a part of culture really. Um, it's it's weird. So Fanatics is getting the contract now, getting the license. I don't. I think this kind of just. I think you can just chalk this up to a couple things. One, I don't think Tops is going away. I think ultimately the next move here is you know Fanatics just buys Tops. Right? There's a lot of brand equity and brand loyalty in Tops. Like they could clearly use their name, um, and, and not having a Tops name and and Tops kind of doing their own thing is going to mess with, with the market. So you'll have all that, but I think it kind of just goes back to, you know, I was reading the article today, fanatics made an offer for the license. Major league baseball went to tops and was like, Hey, we'll give you the opportunity to match this. And tops was like, we can't do it, which makes sense. Fanatics is a huge company. I think somebody, I think I read it's like 18 times larger than tops. Right. Um, so fanatics could clearly just, so like fanatics can clearly just come in and make this lucrative offer that tops can't even touch. But like, is this just major league baseball again? Like we've seen time and time again. I mean, like I said, tops is tops is a tradition. Like it's, it's just as much a tradition as ba- a part of baseball than, than a lot of things. Um, is this just major league baseball again saying, Hey, we can get more money from these guys. Screw tradition. It's I, I don't like it, you know. I mean, how much more was the offer? Like, how much more money is Major League Baseball getting going to Fanatics than than Tops? Not not a fan of it. Just it, it just rubs me the wrong way. Just like kind of everything else they do. Well, I mean, one thing I can tell you is since you know the baseball card itself is dying, and NFT is the is the future. Maybe you know it'll be a smart this because NFT is the future, Jim. So sorry. Get your NFTs. And as we know, Toss was terrible at doing their NFT launch. So, no, I'm joking there in that sense. And I get NFTs are like NFTs are the new new thing now. Um, But like, it rubs me the wrong way that you just like kick that relationship to the curb after so long. I don't know what NFTs mean or any of these words are. Non fungible token. I've heard, yeah. I've heard people talk about these for so long and I'm, I'm just so clueless on all of this. I don't understand what you're buying or what you're selling. I've got a stack full of actual baseball cards and are those worth anything? No, they're not. Depends. It depends. Okay. Yeah. Depends. Cool. Your That's stack, all I know. probably not. <laughs> I got a good, I got a signed Jerome Bettis rookie card. Okay. That's probably worth something. I think I got a Jim Tomey rookie card in there somewhere. Probably not worth anything. <laughs> okay. <laughs> right. I've, I don't know. It's at my parents' house. Like I got to grab you it someday. And 10 million other people have it too. <laughs> okay. I got a bunch of Barry Bonds cards. If those mean anything, yeah. they're not rookie. They're Pirates cards though. Okay. Yeah. 
but but like to your point can i get 10 bucks for all that but like we're this is all i mean it was a part of your childhood like i don't know about you guys but like collecting baseball cards as a kid like is one of the main reasons why i'm such a big like such a big baseball fan Mm. like every day i remember i remember being six years old you know my dad would come home from work and hand me a pack of 1993 tops right and i'd open the pack and be like oh there's kirby puckett there's barry bonds there's andy van slyke right and it's like and then you turn the card over and you get to read about these guys you get to see their stats right i mean that's that's a big reason why i became a baseball fan and uh and to just see major league baseball kind of kick tops to the curb after 70 years just for for a payday it's just it, it it's it disgusts me to be honest like I, I i don't like it yeah yeah i had a bunch of i have a bunch of cards that i used to read through read the back of them and now i realize i can just look at fan graphs and see that that 300 something average that tony womack had wasn't actually that great <laughs> the, the, the weird thing i have to so. say to all this and again like um so i'm with you jim to the fact of like collecting cards was definitely part of my childhood. Uh, you know, I, I started with baseball cards. I, you know, I think we all know, got really into basketball, started collecting basketball cards a lot. Um, and, and, you know, the thing was like, oh, do this. You're going to make a ton of money when you get older, too. And, you know, it's just like the the fun in it, also. <laughs> Clearly, yeah, I didn't make a whole lot I've of money. <laughs> yeah. So, and like a funny story is I've not been in collecting cards for years. I mean, years, like even since high school, right? And, but I still have them all. And uh friend of the show, part of the Pot Up Network, Cody Holman, he's in the cards and stuff. And I remember like opening up and we were talking, you know, showing him and even Jim to a degree, like you both have kind of got me back into like trading cards. And yeah, I've come to find out, like you, Tyler, right? All this money I've been sitting on, it's it's nothing. It, like these cards are worthless <laughs> now. So it was it just it was part of my childhood. It was fun. But the thing I can't get over, like we are literally talking right now about fanatics. And I think I might have talked about this once on the show, but I moved to Jacksonville in 2006. For people that don't know or listening, Fanatics was just a sports, like just a sports store in the Orange Park Mall. You know, like they just sold jerseys, you know, collectibles. It was just a store. To now see like what they've done in licensing and all these, and now like you're talking about this store that was in this mall bought out tops i just can't get over like i just can't fathom i used to walk in there i would go to starbucks and i'd walk in there and look at the miami dolphin stuff and cry because they are terrible and the pittsburgh pirate stuff and cry because they are terrible right and and move on and that's like and now they they're they got a deal with mlb and are probably going to buy tops that's crazy to me that's that's my two cents in this because i'm not big in the trading cards like you but we're talking I about nfts remembered. let's get into some candy digital i just remembered that i have a terrell owens like uniform card like a jersey card yeah yeah let's say they're cool those things were cool they still have them i, I bought us still do jersey cards 750 cam johnson nft the other night that wasn't Why? too. yeah that wasn't too smart that's a one FTI uh, I missed on, but <laughs> yeah. If anyone yeah. wants some a Cam Johnson NFT, I'll sell it to you for seven fifty. Hell, I might sell it to you for six fifty. <laughs> Five fifty. Come on, guys, offers. All right. But uh, anyways, yeah, that it is weird. Like I'm with you too. It's I think like tops is very iconic. It's tradition. Like that's what you think of. So it's going to be weird. I hope. The play is to buy tops because are you going to buy a Fanatics baseball card? Yeah, like I can't imagine there not being tops baseball cards, you know, in 2026. And I think that's the thing. Like, so maybe I can't imagine it, but can you imagine a Fanatics baseball card? <laughs> Yeah, I can, but <laughs> okay. It's just yeah, it's weird, weird. Oh, I'm not asking you because you're the collector. I mean, I was yeah. saying like that. Th- there's a difference between yeah. tops. Like tops yeah, is I mean, coveted. I can, I can imagine it. Yeah. If Fangraphs comes out or Fangraphs, Jesus, Fanatics coming out like like trading cards as a collector <laughs> in the collector world, are you like, oh, let me gravitate this? Are you like, 
what's fanatic? Well, so I think that's so I think that's why they have to ultimately like I think that's ultimately why the next move is you've got to buy tops, right? Like you need that brand, you need that brand equity that they've built up to to be able to to kind of keep this thing going. Yeah. You know, they spent a ton of money on this license. They're going they're gonna do it the right way. They're not just gonna start something from scratch, I think. Cool, cool. Uh, once again, I know nothing about this. <laughs> Tyler don't care. You don't care. I was about to grab my old fantasy football belt that <laughs> Donato gave me in Pittsburgh the one time because I still have you it. Still, well, that league folded, so I guess you. Yeah, nobody joined in after that. Let me see if it's my closet. Yeah, go go look, Tyler. Yeah. Yeah, okay, we'll do. <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right, Jim, are we going to end it now? Yeah, let's go ahead and end it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. <laughs> we will see you guys next week. Uh, remember, this Sunday is the... Oh, you brought it. <laughs> I actually have a picture of myself still with it. But yeah, this Sunday, definitely tune in. We're going to have the uh, NS9 raffle. Uh, I'll go live the third inning to give away the, uh, the pack. So... Check us out there. See you guys later. Bye-bye. Peace out, Scouts. Later, guys. The champ is here. The champ is here.